saying he was too tired to spend more than a few minutes with them. Two of them were in tears before they reached the hallway. A real story, Dad. Something funny. Okay, let me think. But his mind was a black pool of despondency, and when he reached for something to say, he came up empty. David said, Remember when I cut my head? And miraculously, Peter laughed out loud. He reached over his son's shoulder to show him the index finger of his right hand. How can I forget? David took his father's hand in his own, gently rubbing the unnaturally smooth pad of Peter's finger. And Peter thought of how precious those little hands were, the instruments of his son's industry and curiosity, the parts of him Peter had enjoyed most when David was a baby. That was pretty funny, huh, Dad? Sure was. Though neither of them thought so at the time. Four years ago, David had struck his head on the edge of the coffee table and opened a small gash. Typical of scalp lacerations, it had bled like crazy. And in a barely restrained panic, David's mother, Dana, had pleaded with Peter to rush him to the ER for stitches. Wanting to avoid the unpleasantness of the experience for his son, Peter had decided to deal with the problem on his own. You had that glue stuff in your first aid box, David said. Remember? Derma bond. Yeah, I remember. You called it human glue. Was I lying? David released a small, asthmatic chuckle. Nope. Peter had calmly reassured Dana, telling her the stitches were overkill. He'd have their son fixed up in a jiffy. The look she'd given him should have been enough, but by now, he was on a mission. The bioglue was expensive stuff, and though he'd never actually used it himself, he'd heard the ER docs sing its praises. Besides, how hard could it be? He'd bought a tube of it for this very reason. So with Dana standing over him, fidgeting and huffing, and David sitting stock still on a kitchen stool, he'd gone to work. Now David coughed, a racking wet hack and Peter held him and felt tears sting his eyes. They were huddled together on a cliff edge, clutching each other for dear life, trying not to look down. The cough subsided, and David said, It was a pretty cool idea, though. I suppose. Peter had squeezed a small amount of the stuff on the wound edges, coaxed them together with the tip of his finger, and smiled a little smugly at Dana. David was chuckling again. You glued your finger to my head. Peter laughed now too, a tear tracking warmly down one cheek. David wasn't kidding. He had glued himself to his son's head, for keeps, like crazy glue, only worse. No matter how hard he tried, he couldn't free his finger. Dana's renewed efforts to get them to the ER were met with even more vigorous resistance from Peter who could only imagine the ribbing he'd suffer at the hands of his colleagues if he showed up at the hospital glued to his son's head. David said, Get a razor blade, hon. Mimicking his dad's deep voice, his desperate solution on that ridiculous day. Cut us apart. Peter said, You're never gonna let me live that down, are you? Dana got a razor all right, and she did cut them apart. But the first time David even squeaked, the blade began to air on the side of Peter's flesh. Dana's gaze warning him that if he made so much as a peep, 
she'd separate the two of them at the first knuckle. David caressed his dad's fingertip, his weak chuckles fading. Your fingerprint never grew back, he said. Don't imagine it ever will. David fell silent now, and Peter could feel the light mood slipping away as irretrievably as his son's life. Leukemia. A cold bullet of a word, born of a nosebleed that wouldn't stop. A month of aggressive, crippling chemo. A brief remission and then relapse. A fucking nosebleed and a kid who only six months ago could do 15 chin-ups and run like the wind. So much suffering. But it would be over soon. Will I see mom? David said. When I die. I don't know, sweetheart. I hope so. At the urging of a counselor, they discussed...